0: Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theatre. Tonight's story is a tale of three individuals simply trying to make their way at the edge of the galaxy. Presenting, Vagrant Raiders. in here in the jungle as this large lizard uh, reptilian beast has uh, came out from the obscure foliage uh, in the dense jungle and uh, has uh, pounced upon you uh, hoping for a snack at least with two of you Uh, one of you 4d probably isn't gonna really provide much in that regard Uh, but it uh, after it lets out its uh, cry it uh, sw- swings its tail around uh, hitting you. Forty uh, and Kel, you're able to kind of get out of the way of most of the um, swipe, but Dadesh, you unfortunately take the brunt of that and are knocked down prone. Uh, Dadesh, uh, what's your reaction?
1: So as they see this large reptilian tail slam towards them, kind of knocking them to the ground, bruising and almost in cracking some of the scales on their forearms, they they brace themselves and kind of focus as some of the scales and bruising heals back up after having regenerated part of the blow they kind of push their arms back down to raise themselves up as they try to survey the area of this creature's body and everything and they kind of try to go low and use their positioning to their advantage to get a hold of the creature but it's quickly it's quickly they're able to realize that this thing is big enough and strong enough to resist this, so they quickly break off and try to get some distance between them.
0: As it shrugs off uh, your attempt at trying to get a hold of it, it looks at you and um, you almost see it kind of lick its lips in hunger and kind of lets out a little bit of a growl and uh, just staring at you as uh, you back away. And it uh, does take a swipe with its claws as you uh, get out of its range, uh, attempt to get out of its range. The beast comes down with its claw and catches you uh, square in the back as you attempt to run away uh, with slashing with a deep cut, and then rears back, uh, just looking around, uh, ready to, to potentially give chase. 4D, as uh, you've kind of uh, regained your balance here, not getting knocked over, but uh, from the initial tail swipe, you see that uh, Dadesh De has uh, just kind of become the first uh, victim of this uh, creature. And You are now here up to, uh, to try and see what you can contribute to the situation.
2: So, 4D, uh, he has that uh, vest of technological components on the front of his on the front of his, his droid armor. He sort of pulls one of the objects out and slaps it on his single photoreceptor. Uh, as 4D turns to the creature, he begins muttering some scientific terminology. Unknown creature, not in database. No known weakness. Captain, no known weakness. And he, start, and he starts to move away from the creature.
0: As you, uh, through that, as you try to analyze the, the beast, it's just something too unknown to you, and uh, you aren't able to provide anything for the situation. You turn and call out to the captain, and uh, Kel, you now are able to, uh, also dusting yourself off from that initial tail swipe, step in to see what you can do against this creature. Kel, sort of thinks to himself,
3: well... 4 not to prove himself to be too useful here in this situation, and uh, looks like Did Dash already high it out of there? That's not a bad idea. And Kel's eyes are going to scan off the uh, trail that they've been following through the jungle and look for some sort of foliage or trees to, uh, to get
0: behind and then uh, attempt to hide in the, uh, the, the brush there along the trail. As you uh, step away, uh, trying to get into the deep cover of the uh, leaves and and trees of the jungle here, doing so to get out of view of the beast, the beast sees you step away and it turns towards you and you can hear uh, air going through its nostrils. It kind of sniffs the air uh, and also looking for you. And uh, it doesn't make any movements towards you yet, but uh, you question uh, whether or not you've uh, you've gotten out of view from the large uh, reptile. Yeah. So once Kell's found what he thinks might be a
3: I don't know a defensible position um, in the jungle coverage, um, he's going to pull out his uh, blaster pistol and uh, fire a shot towards the uh, creature. Drawing his blaster pistol, Kel takes a, a deep breath and uh, fires a blaster bolt towards the lizard creature, striking it
0: in the uh, side. The beast lets out a uh, cry uh, as it hits and uh, pierces through its, its thick hide and uh, kind of rears up a little bit as well uh, as the bolt uh, hits into him. And you can tell that it definitely struck deep and uh, caused some pain and anguish to the beast. It then turns and it's now, uh, it has a few options. It, it it knows pretty confidently where you went, uh, Kel. And uh, it also already took a swipe at Daydash, who it is looking to maybe go after as well. Uh, 4D, you've kind of lucked out. It, it doesn't have any interest seemingly in yourself or your cargo, uh, which may also be a good thing uh, overall for the group. The Beast is going to... Uh, turn and uh, head towards its. It's gonna head towards uh, the source of this uh, blaster shot. Uh, very frustrated uh, that something came out and attacked it. Is gonna. You see it just kind of lumber, uh, slow a few steps at first, almost nursing that wound, uh, limping a little bit. But then kind of shrugs it off and almost in a little bit more of a gallop as it comes towards you, Cal. And uh, it gets close to you, and is going to just as it did towards. Dash is going to swipe out with its claw. The beast comes forward and finds you in your attempted hiding spot. Uh, unfortunately, you realize that this, this creature probably has much better understanding of the jungle, and uh, this is you're in its territory now, and your hiding spot is uh, unfortunately not that. It lunges forward, swipes out with its claw, uh, slashing into you deeply, causing a deep cut and stands over you, letting out another war, as it uh, gets ready to uh, hopefully uh, lurch down and enjoy a snack. Dadesh, uh, you thankful that uh, maybe for a moment that the beast hasn't come after you, but you see that your captain is in uh, some trouble knowing what the beast can do uh, as you have taken the hit uh, previously.
1: So having g- gotten their footing, Des breathes heavily from the large swipes that have raked their body. Um, they take another. They blink a couple times as their infrared kind of becomes their main focus, looking at all the heat signs of the creature. But assuming it's, assuming, but its cold bloodedness kind of makes it a little harder. And using this, she, she they reach down to their belt and unclip this strange looking grenade of some sort as they throw it towards them, exploding with a flash of yellow light as this net explodes and kind of tries to wrap itself around the creature's legs, attempting to hinder its movement.
0: As this uh, device kind of comes out and, and launches out towards it, uh, for a moment it it kind of does what it's supposed to do, but immediately the creature reacts and, and just pulls away uh, much more nimbly than you, you think it should have, uh, probably combined with its size as well. It's, a, it's definitely a pretty large creature, and uh, unfortunately your attempt at uh, snaring it does not hold.
1: Oh, you got to be criffing kidding me, and they just kind of turn a little bit further back and get some more distance between, before turning back and retraining their Bowcaster in defense.
0: Dadesh as you uh, take off 4D back at uh, your kind of initial stopping point, uh, standing beside the uh, hover lift with the cargo, you see the beast kind of taking off uh, back down the trail towards your counterparts.
2: 4D will yell, by the maker, what a tremendously unlucky situation. And sort of leap over the uh, sled, whipping out his is grappling wire from, from the harness and shoot out uh, at the creature.
0: As you go and launch out your, uh, your grappling wire, uh, heading straight towards the beast's back as it's kind of turned, focusing on the other two, and it almost just, almost comically tinks off the side of its thick uh, reptilian hide, uh, scaly hide, and uh, just kind of falls around. It does turn in recognition of the uh, Annoyance, if you will. But uh, just kind of turns back to um, its attention back to uh, the other two, seemingly for now. Kel, you now have this large beast uh, in front of you glaring down. 40 uh, attempted a distraction, but it didn't seem to work. This thing is just staring down. Kel's
3: okay, just going to think to himself, I don't know why I keep these guys around. He's going to uh, attempt to... Uh sort of dive and roll away, uh, disengaging from the melee range of the uh, creature and use his movement to um, sca- sort of scamper quickly back towards the uh, the hover sled and uh, yell to anybody that's listening, feel free to contribute in any way, anytime now. And he's gonna f- draw, with his blaster drawn, fire a uh, shot back at the uh,
0: creature. As you uh, fire off your blaster, uh, you are able to find uh, a weak enough spot in its uh, natural hide, natural armor. And again, it kind of lets out that wince, uh, taking that damage. Uh, Maybe not uh, as strong of a hit as before, but it still has done something, including still keeping its attention uh, towards you as you've uh, rushed back towards 4D, uh, who's been another annoyance to the beast. The giant reptile now turns, and uh, it's focused on, on you, Cal, uh, and it also, you know, does see 4D, who's who's uh, throwing some things at it as well, and just kind of, again, uh, starts slowly, but then almost in a gallop, uh, heads rushes towards the both of you. Uh, it comes in, and you see it, it almost feels like it has too much speed, but then all of a sudden it whips its body around, almost this, like a uh, sliding stop bringing its tail down in a whip, something you've already uh, been familiar with, unfortunately, and uh, sl- throws its tail towards each of you. Cal, you're ready for this, and you uh, dive out of the way, and unfortunately, maybe that uh, you were blocking the initial view, and 4D, unfortunately, is not uh, nimble enough and takes the full brunt of the uh, tail whip. The tail whip comes around 4D and uh, hits you square, knocking you over to the ground. Cal, you do take a little bit, uh, but getting out of the way mostly. The beast uh, then just looks at you both and lets out a roar. Takes a step closer to you, Cal, ready to uh, bite down or slash out. Daydash, you now uh, a ways away from the group. Uh, as you were kind of getting away from the... Getting away from the situation, uh, realize that the other two are now in a tight spot uh, with the beast's back turned to you.
1: I do not want to hear it, Vanix. As they just gruffly turn around and let loose like a choom 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 of a couple of a couple um, bowcaster shots, one of which nailing the creature in the back. Come on, you maggot eater. If you want to fight someone, fight the other lizard.
0: The the heavy bolt uh, from your bow hits into the beast, and it lets out another cry from the hit and uh, rears its head up and back towards the source of that. As you call out to it, it just lets out a heavy snort uh, from its nostrils, and uh, you can tell that it's frustrated, and you've definitely done enough to persuade it to come after you.
1: Yeah, they're just literally going to take a grin and turn tail and run even further, kind of letting loose another Trandosian call behind them to try to get them to keep following.
0: 4D, as you, uh, begin to, as you lay there on the ground, the jungle floor, uh, but you turn and you look, uh, you see the beast, uh, take a hit from something, uh, likely Daedesh, and then actually uh, look like it's turned its attention towards uh, towards your Trandoshan counterpart, and uh, potentially is going to head that way, leaving you an opportunity to uh,
2: gather yourself and figure something out. Echuta! This is beginning to become unacceptable, Captain. Forty stands up, the palm fronds sort of sticking out of his harness from the, from the ground. Then he tosses out a little orb-like metallic object which whips around the creature hitting De Desh. Uh 4D stands, uses the wired line device again, shooting the line across, wrapping around the neck of the uh, creature, and begins dragging it ten feet back towards him, away from Daedesh.
0: As the... It's attention tension door, down the trail towards Daedesh uh, after it... After the Trandoshan, is a call out to it, Uh, all of a sudden, you just hear this as this wire comes around and um, whips around its neck, uh, sinking tight, and then you begin, uh, it snaps tight, the wire, and uh, the neck just almost pulls back as you begin to pull the beast, and it it puts its feet into the uh, soggy floor of the jungle, but it can't resist your strength as you begin to pull it backwards, and it does fight. Kel, you see this beast uh, above you uh, that was right in your face, but now begin to kind of be dragged off a little bit away from you uh, by the, the line of 4D. Kel in response to 4D's comment about
3: it becoming unacceptable, Kel's just going to reply back, it's been unacceptable for a long time, buddy. And uh, with that, seeing that the creature is now restrained, uh, Kel will fire his blaster at the uh, attempting to try to hit it sort of in the exposed neck and chest region as its uh, head has been pulled back by the, uh, the grappling wire in 4D's hands. Kel seeing the uh, lizard creature now being pulled back next to 4D, exposing that uh, chest and neck area as well as kind of distracting him uh, from the blaster shot. Kel fires off a uh, blue blaster
0: bolt towards the creature, striking it. You begin finding these weak spots in the beast and knowing where to hit it, uh, connecting once again, it lets out another roar uh, in in pain as you do so, the um, welcome distraction from 4D of being tied up, uh, allowing you to get this uh, shot here as it uh, resists against the wire. So yell over to 4D, uh, keep up the good work there,
3: buddy. You got this right. And he's going to slip into the uh, side
0: of the trail there in the... uh foliage cover once again the large uh, reptilian beast is now uh, thrashing about with this wire around its neck fighting against it all it can and being uh, drugged towards you 40 now on top of you after taking the bolt it instinctively kind of whips around towards Kel, but uh, the pull of the wire brings it focus back down to you. And at this point, the beast knows you're not going to be much of a snack, but you're very much an annoyance and is going to try and eliminate that uh, and just uh, pulls its arm back, which is free and and slashes out towards you uh, with all its might.
2: Captain, can we invest in some armor at the end of this mission?
0: The beast comes down and, and just a heavy uh, scrape across your chassis 4d taking out uh you know maybe cutting into some wiring and other parts as the beast uh, slashes out towards you uh 4d just you feel the full uh brunt of its strength there is it just wants to get rid of you because it's frustrated at you delaying its meal and uh it just Put knocks you down, severs some uh, vital connections, and you fall to the jungle floor uh, as your domed head flickers uh, as uh, your your power connections begin to fail.
2: Oh dear! As it kind of crashes, and the shimmering field around the Trandoshan begins to fade.
0: K-Dash, from the distance, you see the beast slash out and you see your droid counterpart fall to the ground.
1: So as they see the metallic orb that was projecting this shimmering field kind of slowly flicker and deactivate, with them catch, kind of catching it in their hands, they turn around to see the now sparking 4D on the ground. It's like, ah, oh, I said, come after me! And they're gonna run 30 feet back, and they're just gonna quickly raise their bowcaster again and let off another heavy shot. I, as they as they take three heavy shots, one of them eventually hitting, and say, I said, look at me!
0: The bolts hit into the backside of the beast as it's standing over 4B. And Cal, you next uh, nearby, as you even, you know, as far back as you are, hear this one of the loudest cries from the beast now as those bolts penetrate uh, some of the softest, deepest regions of the beast. Uh, you hit hard, and it now whips its head around uh, with the wire that was around it uh, loose from 4D no longer uh, in, his, in his grip. Uh, turns around and uh, lets out another now roar uh, towards you. 4D, as you lay there, flickering in and out, hoping that, you can, uh, that one of your counterparts will be able to come over and help you uh, before your power systems completely fail
2: and I'm standing in a jungle, not unlike this jungle, being lectured to by a scientist in years past about how dangerous jungles are. You're a droid. You won't survive this, Forty. You must be careful.
0: As the memory fades in and out, you also sense that your power systems are doing all they can to, to keep you stabilized and whatnot. And you get a sense that at least for now they're holding on and you can only hope that your counterparts will come to your aid cal you have just seen uh, your droid companion fall to the ground uh taking a significant hit from the beast uh, who is also still there in front of you it's focused down the trail towards daydash kel seeing
3: 4d starting to uh power down but the lizard creature distracted is going to um Slide out from his uh, cover spot there along the edge of the jungle trail and move over to 4D and uh, attempt to stabilize the uh, the short-circuiting uh, exposed wires that he has in his chassis.
0: As you uh, step over, uh, you just you do see the the heavy damage that the beast caused with its claws, uh, but uh, you see that there's enough here at least to to remedy for now and make sure that. The, the systems, power systems, don't completely fail, and you lose uh, lose out on your droid companion. Uh, you, you put a few things back together, and you're confident that uh, he's stabilized for now. A little more quiet, maybe to your uh, appreciation, but uh, he won't be going anywhere. After you are able to help out your uh, help out, 4D, uh, the beasts, all sorts of uh, distracted and confused. Uh, with with the annoyance in the droid gone, uh, it has kind of lost its interest uh, in your group, and it, it's all focused on Daydash and turns towards the Trandoshan and uh, snorts at it and begins uh, lumbering towards it. The beast begins in again time and time again. It starts slowly and picks up the pace and rushes towards you, and as it does, uh, it gets just up in front of you and it almost rears up a little bit putting all its force behind a heavy claw swipe hoping to take you down and finally get to this meal that it has been waiting to try
1: i did ask for this
0: the beast uh, does come down and connect with you and slashes uh slashes through your arm uh cutting through and you see the blood beginning to kind of uh leak out and uh, once again it just uh, breathes heavily into your face, uh, frustrated that uh, it hasn't been able to take you down yet.
1: In the moment before the claw swipe connects with Dedesh, they're suddenly wishing they were as big as their other brothers back in the clan, as that big claw just slashes through their arm. They kind of take their hand, hand off the two-handed bowcaster and put one up to their arm as, as even with the regeneration. That hit deep, so kind of trying to give themselves a little more, a little more leeway before they get slashed again. They they quickly duck down and using one of their legs tries to kick at a leg of the creature to kind of give it, get it off balance just for a moment, enough to slip out from under it and keep running further back. One arm still over the wo- the claw wound.
0: The beast uh, does try a half-hearted additional swipe as you uh, rush away, but you have, you, uh, you're able to get uh, away from that, not taking any additional hits, uh, and it just uh, lets out a huff in frustration as you do. 4D, stabilized with the work of uh, Kel. You internally just lay there as he did enough that needed to do to make sure that your systems are stabilized. Kel, you doing what you needed to do with 4D, uh, the beast now rushing away from you towards uh, Daydash, uh, you might have a good opportunity here to uh, hit the beast uh, while its back is turned.
3: With 4D seemingly out of immediate danger, uh, Kel noticing the beast turn tail literally and head off lumbering down the trail towards Daydash, takes that opportunity with it to pull his blaster back out and uh take aim at the uh, creature kel seeing the uh lizards back turn to him thinks this is a good opportunity to try to score a uh a hit there in his unprotected uh back section and uh fires his blaster at the uh at the lizard striking it true and doing a,
0: a decent amount of damage i believe Let's out another uh wincing roar as you hit uh squarely in its back uh, doing some significant damage there uh, data you right next to the beast can see that it's it's now covered in a bunch of uh blaster bolt wounds and uh they're they're significant enough that uh you know they're not the cauterized type of of a blaster energy bolt that they've opened up more severely now and, and the beast is kind of leaking uh, blood and uh maybe some other uh, bodily fluids from itself. Uh, it definitely is not looking to be in, in best condition. It though still is uh, lined up on you, Daydash, and uh, frustrated, uh, is gonna close in on you uh, as much as it needs. This time it's going to uh, lash down with its uh, sharp toothy maw, uh, just going for a bite. The jaw, the the mouth comes down of this beast and uh, just latches down on your shoulder Day De The pain from the, the bite of the beast courses through you and it's intense uh, like something you've never felt before and then all of a sudden things just kind of go black as you fall limp to the ground uh, as the wounds are just too much to take initially as you go essentially uh, unconscious uh, underneath this uh, beast as it lays there and it's uh, it has a little bit of uh, maybe rejuvenated its spirit as uh, it's taking you out and now can potentially enjoy a snack. In the distance, there is uh, rustling in the foliage and this blast, how you hear the, this eruption of some sh- sort of energy weapon that comes through and it hits the beasts. And even you hear this loud sonic-type energy, this loud piercing sound that you've never heard before. It almost hurts your own ears. The beast just rears up in wild pain as uh, it takes this hit and immediately is looking around wondering what the heck just came at it. Dadesh, you lay there, uh, in and out of consciousness, hoping that uh, your your systems can hold on, and again, as Ford did, did before you, uh, hoping for somebody to come over to help you out.
1: They kind of just, um, as, yeah, as they lie there, they, t- they take a moment to try and get one of their elbows dug into the ground, but between the soft ground and being eviscerated by a giant lizard, they kind of collapse back down against some of their Sort of their green blood actually kind of coughing up from their mouth a little bit as they just sit, sit there in, in their own eyes pathetically.
0: Over by the lift with the cargo, 40 you still lay on the ground uh, as your system is still comes back online. Kel, you've just seen the beast uh, latch down on Daydash, uh, taking them out, and then uh, piercing to even your own ears, this loud blast coming towards the beast, uh, causing significant uh, pain to it. Uh, you can see that the beast is not in very good shape at all.
3: Kel has sort of a initial moment of confusion, sort of shakes his head to uh, knock the cobwebs loose on, you know, where did that sound come from? But seeing that it appears to be directed at the lizard, he's got to think to himself, well, regards of where it came from, as long as it's taking that uh, creature down, that's all I care about. Seeing Daydash now laying there on the ground. Um, Kel says, well, really don't want to have to train a whole new crew. I better make sure, uh, Daydash stays in uh, one piece here, and uh, he's gonna level his uh, blaster
0: towards the creature once again and uh, fire a shot. Your initial blast uh, fires off, and uh, the beast turns towards you and uh, begins running towards you as the latest threat, uh, letting out another roar, but you can sense the pain uh, deep within it. Seeing the creature uh, moved back towards uh,
3: Kel. Kel's going to actually move towards the creature, seeing the uh, cable from 4D still dangling behind it, but uh, still wrapped around the creature's uh, neck. Kel's going to use his left arm, which happens to be his uh, cybernetic arm, and a little bit stronger than his uh, regular primary hand. And is going to grab onto that cable and pull it as tight as he can to kind of uh, help expose the creature's uh, soft tissue underneath its uh, chin and sort of its neck gullet area, and is gonna fire another blaster shot
0: up into uh, that vital area of the creature. As you pull back on the wire and it uh, cranes its neck just in a uh, perfect way as you're looking for, you've thrust your blaster up towards it and the shot just goes clean through. Uh, You can see a little bit of an exit splatter from the top side of its head, and immediately the beast just is stopped in position and falls with a heavy thud to the jungle floor before you, uh, and almost a, a plop in the in the moist, uh, dense floor.
3: And even uh, though Kel knows that 4D is essentially inactive, but maybe holding on a little bit, still turns his head back and yells down the, uh, the trailway back towards the uh, incapacitated droid, found the weakness.
0: As the beast falls uh, to the jungle floor, uh, Cal, looking past it a little bit, you hear uh, some rustling through the jungle, and uh, out comes a pair of individuals, uh, dark-skinned individuals uh, dressed in uh, tan and green, uh, somewhat military-esque jumpsuits. Uh, You see one of them Uh, the female of the group, a female and a male, uh, holding a a large heavy rifle, something you haven't really seen before that surely is the source of that loud, heavy blast from earlier. Uh, They come out and look around. The male steps forward and pulls out his blaster uh, but just kind of keeps it to his side. You can tell that they're a little wary of uh, even your own presence. A little bit of problems here?
3: That's, uh... That's one way to put it, uh, who the hell are you? Not that I don't uh, appreciate the assist here, but uh, it's not every day you come go, uh, go through a jungle and just run across a giant lizard and then uh, a couple other people with quite uh, impressive weaponry there.
0: The female uh, in the pair kind of cuts in uh, or immediately responds after you looks over, uh, puts her hand up against the, the male's uh, shoulder and then is, is turning towards uh, the figure on the ground. It says, uh, your friend, is, uh, are, are they OK? And rushes over uh, to you, Daydash, and immediately starts pulling something out of uh, her pouch and uh, administering some sort of aid to you. Uh, you immediately feel Daydash kind of coming out of your unconscious state. Uh, still in pain and in anguish and whatnot, but, but knowing that you're not going anywhere, you just have to kind of fight through uh, your condition. But uh, coming out of your state and uh, coming back to some sort of consciousness,
1: they just start swearing in Dosh because <laughs> ow, ow, that hurt.
0: The, the female, she jumps back at first uh, as you thrash about uh, in reactions to to the medicine and whatnot, but uh, eventually kind of puts a hand uh, to your forehead and says, Shh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You're, you're going to be okay.
1: You know, that still hurt. I appreciate it, though. Ah.
0: The male figure now back over uh, towards you, Cal, with, with his blaster, gestures towards the lift of cargo and says uh, well uh i think i think we're uh, your delivery my name's jonah this is Sewell. first time in the jungle
1: i hate your lizards
0: yeah first uh first
3: time and uh you forgive me if i say hopefully my last this was not the most pleasant experience you guys uh picked quite the place to uh hide
0: out huh well, with uh, things like this, no one wants to be coming around looking for us, huh?
3: That's, uh, that's probably an understatement. I can't imagine anybody wanting to uh, be here unless they're forced to.
0: Sewell stands up, uh, helps you up, Daydash, uh, get to your feet, and uh, kind of comes over and joins the group. And uh, you see a little bit of a you know, cautiousness, uh, hesitancy in her face. Tagging onto the conversation and says, "You, you haven't brought anyone along with you, right? Uh, we, we can't have anyone know that we have, we are here." Jonah chimes in and says, "Sewell, it's fine. I, I, we can trust the source. I'm sure these people are 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 good." And then he kind of turns and gives you a you know look of, right? So well, uh.
3: I can't comment on the trustworthiness of your source if it's who I think it might be, but, uh, yeah, you can trust us. We did. We didn't bring anybody else with us and I, I can't imagine
0: anybody followed us to this, uh, backwater planet. Coincidentally, as you say this, uh, you hear a little bit of a muffled comm link go off. Sewell reaches out and picks up the comm. Yeah, this is Sewell. And there's a muffled voice that comes through and says, Uh, Looks like we have uh, something incoming in Atmosphere. Uh, You guys should get back uh, as soon as possible. And Sula just kind of looks at Jonah. You can see this expression of, that's not good. They say, we're not too far away. Uh, We'll help you escort the uh, cargo the rest of the way. We better get on the ground. We've got some people to help with uh, the other counterpart here as well, gesturing towards 4D.
1: Oh Criff! I forgot about him.
3: So with that, uh, Kel will nod at Jonah and say, "Appreciate that," and make his way back towards the the hover sled and sort of, uh, as best he can, sort of drag Forty's body up on top of the uh, the crates in order to uh, transport
0: it towards their uh, their base or wherever they're uh, they're camped out at. Forty, you. You can sense that you kind of get drug up over this, and, and your systems are starting to come back online. There's maybe little fleeting moments of, of you uh, sparking back to life.
2: Is it the cap cap
3: Well, it was uh, it was nice while it lasts. Looks like he's uh, getting ready to start his uh, his talking again. Our moment of peace passes.
0: The your escorts uh, take you. Through the trail through the rest of the jungle not too much further you needed to go and uh, it opens up into uh, you come to a a village here in the on the jungle planets buildings uh, made of bamboos uh, other types of wood uh, with like uh, grass thatched roofs very 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 uh, rural and you know definitely don't expect to be really much technology here or anything Uh, you see people Uh, wandering around in um, kind of robes and wraps uh, and things like that, carrying large jugs of of likely water and other supplies, things like that. And you definitely get some stares from them, uh, little children that run around as well, kind of clinging to their parents uh, as you walk by, especially carrying this large hover device with the cargo on it. Uh, It seems a little bit foreign to them. Jonah and Sewell uh, take you through the central area of this little village. And you turn and, and you go into a shallow uh, kind of ridge there in the side uh, that this this village is kind of built against. And there's a um, dark little entrance uh, that goes into that a uh, little bit of a cavern uh, leading you into that and then down in underground, down around into the cavern a bit. And it opens up into a just network of of different tunnels and and larger caverns and and things like that. And then uh, you get, you start to see uh, the setup of uh, some sort of a uh, makeshift base, if you will, with uh, some actual technology down here, uh, surveying equipment, communication equipment, different things like that, and a small handful of other uh, individuals that looked similar to Jonah and Sewell themselves immediately, uh, a gentleman rushes forward and says, uh, is this, is this our, uh, our cargo that we requested. And, uh, Jonah says, yes, these fine folks were able to bring that to us. It'd be very helpful indeed. Uh, take it around to our supply and, uh, get it sorted. What's, uh, we got a call that, uh, there's something, uh, alarming in the atmosphere. Yes. Go check with uh, Dexter. He will uh, fill you in, and takes you over to uh, this kind of main area where you see all the computers and whatnot. Um, also, in the meantime, they just drove over to some individuals to come over and uh, working start working on you forty, get you uh, back up and running. And you kind of go through that process of, of uh, you know getting back online, and eventually you do come to inside these. Inside this control room, uh, this gentleman that uh, you assume to be Dexter comes forward. Hello, sir. Uh, yes, we've we've picked up uh, some some activity on our scanners uh, outside of the system or above the planet. Of course, you know with with our limited technology here, it's tough to say what it is, but uh, it seems pretty big. Jonah then turns to you three again and says. Uh, you're confident that that no one came in after you. No one knows you were coming here to Delphi.
3: No, as far as we know, the only people that knew where we were co- headed
0: were, are us, you,
3: and whoever set this whole thing up.
2: Speaking of who set this whole thing up, Captain. Oh, he's awake. Did he set us up? Um. And what happened to my chest? Oh.
1: Yeah. Born apart by a giant lizard creature.
2: Feeling good? I assume you're not talking about yourself, D.D. Oh, I'm a travesty.
3: Uh, 4D, no, I... I mean, I don't put anything past Yerxus, but uh, if you wanted to set us up, there was a lot easier ways than to go through all
0: this.
1: I wouldn't put it past him to double-cross us. And you referring to Sewell and Jonah.
0: Sewell uh, kinda of steps forward and, and you can see a little bit of a confusion on her face, um, slight and, and she says, This Yerkis, I I I don't recognize this name. Um, we we contracted these items, this the supply through a gentleman named Voss, a uh, a, a Rin. Uh, named Voss, who basically facilitated the supply.
2: This deal just keeps getting better and better, Captain.
0: I
3: don't know the particulars, but maybe Voss contracted out to Yerksis, but Yerxis is the one that gave us the uh, the delivery portion of
0: this job. And it's been nothing but trouble from the start. Well, Jonah kind of chimes in, says... I'm no fool to these types of transactions and and the type of people that tend to be able to uh, provide this. Um, Well, I can understand that there is likely trouble involved, but that doesn't necessarily mean that trust is not also involved.
1: You're right, and we don't trust him.
0: Well, that's that's not
1: good. You think that he
0: would double-cross you?
1: We're not exactly his best friends, even if we do do work for him.
3: Though, if anything, Yerxus is greedy, and we do owe him some credit, so can't imagine he would pass up an opportunity for us to pay that off still.
1: you, want, I feel like we are all underestimating how spiteful he can be.
2: Sir, what about the other entanglement?
3: Well, unless they put some kind of tracking device on our ship, but I don't know why they would have any reason to follow us around.
2: Oh reason is probably not the issue it would be more method gap
0: another com beep goes off and jonah this time answers and a voice comes through and says sir I have a visual on what looks to be Imperial craft coming down in the atmosphere we're good uh, good ways outside of uh, the village looks like uh, they're bringing some kind of Weird ship I've never seen, uh, with a couple arms on it. And Jonah just kind of turns to, to you all putting his hands out questioningly, wondering what, what might be going on. And you, and you're, you're certain that the empire doesn't, isn't aware that you're here or we're coming here.
3: Well, I sure as hell didn't tell him. you, uh, got any scanners laying around here,
0: make sure this cargo hasn't been tracked. Sure thing. We'll definitely uh, look into that. Jonah gestures out and calls out to uh, a few individuals to go in and go through uh, every little inch of the cargo and report back with any findings. Uh, in the meantime, the voice on the end of the uh, comm link comes through, uh, a little more flustered or, or heated this time. Sir, uh, they, they've touched down, uh, it seems they've touched down the surface, but they're well, now they're leaving. And Jonah goes back and says, That's it? They just touched down? Did you, Can you tell if anyone, anyone was dropped off? And there's a few moments, and then... They've picked up a ship. At this, Jonah, bewildered, begins to say something, but then turns back and says, Can you see uh, what kind of ship, what does it look like? And Jonah kind of turns to you at the same time. You can see on his face with the question of, what is your ship? And the voice comes back over the comments and says, some kind of a light freighter.
1: Just another job, they said. It would be easy, they said. Kel just looks back at uh,
3: Jonah with a look of disbelief. and says, well, that's going to be a big Griffin problem.
0: This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Tune in next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater.